Oh, she got a booty like a Cadillac. I don't remember that line. It's an Ariana Grande song. Today, I'm from A to Z. Bang, bang. Welcome to From A to Z, the podcast where we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. Uh, my name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And today we are listening to Bang Bang. By Iggy Pop Pop. From Iggy Pop Pop. Pop Pop. So, I'm sure whoever listens to this also watches Community. <clears throat> I missed that one, sorry. <laughs> uh, but then I don't listen to the podcast. So... <laughs> It doesn't hold my interest. <laughs> um, so pop, pop, um, pop, pop. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so bang, bang. Um, See, it, it, it was originally an Iggy Pop song from 1981, and was then later released by David Bowie in '86, '87, '87. Never let me down. The most inappropriately named album. <laughs> this, is, this is our first uh, song from Never Let yeah. Me Down. Yeah, uh, I haven't listened to this album all the way through yet. On the Bowie Songs blog, they did uh, more or less called Side 2 a tire fire. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, you, you might not know this then, uh, but there's there's a song that is so bad, apparently, any, all the reissues, the CD reissues, any reissue of Never Let Me Down does not include track 10 from the original album, Too Dizzy. It just doesn't, it's, it, they just skip it. They just leave it out altogether. <laughs> the song Too Dizzy is apparently so bad that you cannot find it anymore. I had to go and buy this uh, CD secondhand more than once. <laughs> I, I, I admire your commitment to having all the Bowie. <laughs> That like, so this is widely considered to be not very listenable from what I gather. It's yeah. considered to be kind of a garbage fire of an album. Try it. I dare uh, you. I'm go- I am going to do it. Uh, we have another song from this coming up fairly soon. So I, I think I do need to just do it all the way through and really grasp. But I appreciate that you got both versions um, just to make sure you had two versions of this not very good album. There is... To, to say something good about this album, there are good songs on this album, but they do all come from side A. And there's, you know, there are things about it that are just so off the wall and weird that it's worth going through and listening to yeah. more than once. So give it a try and listen to it all the way through. Do, do an actual listen. To yeah, no, I'll do it front to back. Because there's some good surprises in there and I don't want to spoil them. So, but anyway, we're talking about Bang Bang. The final song on the album, first song from the album that we're talking about, and the first Iggy Pop, David Bowie collaboration, if you will. I mean, they didn't collaborate on it, but uh, Bowie did this whole string of covers of Iggy Pop songs in the 80s, and uh, this was actually the last one that came out. So yeah, he did these covers of Iggy Pop songs, I think basically to help Iggy out because he would get the royalties yeah from the songs yeah it sounds like Iggy pop was in a, in a bit of a destructive phase yeah at that time as Yet i again. guess most Iggy pop phases are pretty destructive in some way shape or form he had his ups and downs he did and this was a down yeah it talks about how or when Iggy pop was originally working on the album uh the album party for which bang bang was initially supposed to be for he had brought in 
trying to find his name. Ivan Kral? Yes. No, wait. That was who was, he was originally writing it with. And then he brought in someone else to work on it. Oh, uh, yeah. So the sessions kind of devolved and, and they weren't able to do anything with it. And what was it? The studio brought somebody in to, to do what he could with it. Right. And it was, uh, Tommy Boyce. Yes. The producer. And then he wound up spending a lot of the time just scoring drugs with Iggy Pop. Right. And lock, they locked Ivan Crawl in a closet because he tried to stop them from just hanging out and doing a bunch of drugs. And then when you see the video for Bang Bang, you really understand how many drugs Iggy Pop must have been on at the time. That's a weird video. That's a weird video. So he comes out basically wearing like the Seinfeld puffy shirt and an earring that kind of looked like, it looks like a wine opener made dirty love to a pizza cutter and then they put it on his ear. Is how I would describe that. And it's just lots of weird e-pop dancing, which if you've seen any old videos of the Stooges, you can kind of get an idea of how e-pop dances with his limbs flailing everywhere. Yeah, he looks like uh, Jim Carrey's character from In Living Color. Yeah, he does the uh, the it's like a jazzercise kind of thing. Like yeah, I can see him like doing like the throwing the arm around behind the back. Yeah, and he's double jointed, so yeah. he throws his shoulder behind his neck. Yeah. Does that kind of stuff and like lifts himself up off uh, Iggy Pop lifts himself up from a kneeling position just on his on the tips of his toes. There's some weird, yeah, weird flailing around. A lot of flailing in this and these videos. Like line of young girls that just don't move at all. Young, they just kind very of stand young there, girls. very young, yeah. uncomfortably young. Yeah, and it just starts like hailing out of nowhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll hailing have... or ping, ping pong balls or something. Yeah, we definitely need to put the video up when we post this. Yeah. It, it needs to be enjoyed by everybody. If, yeah. if this video came out now, it would shatter the internet. It would be a viral sensation. Yeah. Hey, maybe this is its chance. Maybe it's its chance. Check out the Facebook page, listener. Yeah. Bring amazing and make Iggy big again with something he would not want anyone to remember. Which um, he is. Now he's, now he's got this new He album. does. He's got that album with Josh Homme out. Yeah. Uh, I've only heard a couple of songs from it. I saw they did a performance on, I want to say Colbert. Really good. So yeah, so then Bowie went back and recorded it five years later. His version is a much cleaner version. It sounds yeah. much more polished. It is a late 80s, very polished pop song. It's very much of its era. Yeah. It's corny to the point that if, like you could almost imagine that his success from like 75 to that point never happened basically. And then he was just like toiling away and just did this really bad pop record. Like it doesn't feel like something that someone would have put out after actually having been successful for a while. Yeah. It's a weird album. It's I've seen people describe it as like arena rock, which it doesn't seem to me. It's just, it's, it's like it's, arena pop arena pop. Yeah. It's, it's very bloated. It's very like big. Yeah. And if you see the shows from that era, they're very big. The Glass Spider tour, and they had this, gig- this all this gigantic uh, machinery and props, the gigantic spider hanging over the stage for the whole show. The choreography Dancers. for this for the live video, yeah, for this was yeah, it was a lot more than I've ever seen at a live concert. Yeah, it was a lot less of a rock and roll show and a lot more of like a Michael Jackson concert with the amount of pageantry and again maybe just. In that era, it wasn't something people were as willing to harp on. But like at that point, he was what in his mid thirties, mid to late thirties. I don't know when was when was Bowie born. I should know this off the top. So he, he was, was forty. I think he was pushing. He was about, he was around forty. Yeah, 
So really, in theory, too old to be doing a lot of the things that were happening in that video. Like the suits and the, all the dancing. Like it really doesn't seem like some Like if a 40-year-old established rock star did that now, you would just kind of shake your head and be well, kind of embarrassed for them. Who's 40 now? Um, Who can we think of that's 40 now? Is Justin Timberlake 40 yet? I believe Justin... He must be. I think a lot of people of that like late 90s era are starting to turn 40. Uh, I could see him doing this kind of stuff. I mean, maybe not with the the silliness yeah. that Bowie does, but all you know, the dancing and all that stuff. But like, he was never like a rock and roll singer. Well, true. he's always been more in the in the pop vein. Okay, but then this was Bowie's. This was not Bowie's rock and roll. No, I guess he had been phase. doing the pop thing for a while. But yeah, this was very this was very pop. It was Bowie, um, well, so to speak. It was a lot harder to take serious pop than the pop he was doing before. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is a dumb, fun song. Yeah. Let's talk about the song itself, the lyrics, the themes. It's, uh, it's another song about, about stardom, about, uh, relationships, about girls. Talks about media a little bit. Yeah. And, and bigness, growth, uh, development, uh, of, of like, but in a commercial sense, it's just like the, the American, uh, values of greed and, uh, consumerism. So apparently this is a theme with Iggy Pop's lyrics is, is it has to do with, uh, the, well, Young Girls, which, is, which features prominently in this song yeah. and in the video. And then he's this line about, I keep a good friend on videotape, kind of reminds me of uh, TVC 1-5, where his girlfriend gets sucked into the TV. But I guess, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is literally on videotape, if like the person was captured into a demonic I think it was, VCR, uh, or... it, it sort of feels, yeah, it really, it's, it's an arrogant rock star song, but also kind of paranoid about technology in that age, where, where he's complaining about phone calls and... I take my machine. This is like uh, yeah. the predecessor to Spiderwebs. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is Spiderwebs' father. Iggy Pop is old enough to be. Gwen Stefani's father. Yeah. Oh, God. She was on SNL last week. Speaking of people who are... Actually, I'm going to use her for my prime example. Oh, perfect. She's about 40, right? She is in her mid-40s by now, I want to say. So I saw her on SNL last week just doing this very, really cheesy pop. And I kept wondering, like, who's your audience supposed to be? Because if it's geared towards like teenagers, they're the ones who are probably gonna like look her up online and be like, you're 40, why are you doing this? And then people who are old enough to not care that she's in her 40s doing pop music are gonna be like, Gwen, you're from No Doubt, why are you doing this? Just well, awful and embarrassing sounding. Isn't her audience kind of the same as Beyonce's audience? Like, I mean, people aren't looking at Beyonce and saying, oh, you're too old. Cause Beyonce, Beyonce is like, use a cliche she ages like fine wine and it's just that's just the music she's always done you know and it just it, it always sounds fresh and new and it doesn't come off as like oh beyonce give it up because she still brings it but with gwen it looks like a 40 plus year old white woman trying to do pop hmm. and it's just really corny yeah and it's just a, that whole thing i get really upset about gwen stefani huh. um Clearly. <laughs> rain it in there, Travis. But uh, but I think that's a pretty good parallel Frothing there. Up yeah. Oh, rain it. Rain it in. Um, but yeah, it was so bad now that I was basically like, damn, that banana song is actually way better than this. And I kind of longed for that Gwen over this Gwen. That's how bad it is. Uh, so anything else about Bang Bang? 
Yeah, the guitar solo. So there's there's guitar solos in both versions, the Iggy Pop and the David Bowie one. And the David Bowie one just blows the Iggy Pop version out of the water. The guitar solo absolutely rips on this song. There's definitely more sort of virtuosic yeah. play. There's a lot more going on in the there, Bowie version. Yeah, this it's one... A lot more elaborate. The Bowie version's got a lot of energy to it, whereas the Iggy Pop version's a little bit more of a slog. You don't feel like his heart's in it. But yeah, it's kind of overdeveloped. It's maybe a little too elaborate with all the uh, twinkling sort of yeah. sounds that are added to it, the it's pizzicato strings. It all seems to make sense. It's not like overcrowded with production, but it's really heavily produced. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's just what pop music was then. Everything was just big. Everything yeah. had to have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, bright. Big synthesizers, big horns, big glitzy. guitar solos. Yeah. And this definitely fits all of that. This is yeah. a very prototypical 1986 big pop song. Definitely. Although it didn't really get that big, but just in grandiosity. As far as popularity itself. goes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely big. It's a very big song. Anything else about this song? I don't know if he did this in this song, but apparently something he does really well is to just make up lyrics on the spot. Uh, like he did it with The Idiot and some other albums, but he would just like make up weird crap on the fly and those would be the lyrics. And this has got that flavor it to it. It feels like it. <laughs> it does <laughs> feel like it. That flavor to it. And, and there's more, there's a little bit more in the fade out in the Iggy Pop version that Bowie doesn't replicate. Yeah. Um, but all this stuff, like, this isn't the right thing, this ain't the right thing to do. So let's go. So let's go. Bowie's a little bit more hesitant when he does it at the beginning. Yeah. But Iggy's just ready to go. And then Bowie... <laughs> Such a corny line. <laughs> it is so bad, I love it. Bowie does this weird plantation accent. When he says, uh, he does this, like, foghorn, leghorn kind of accent where he says... You all ought to be in pictures. <laughs> Out of nowhere, too. It's like his uh, rehearsal for the for Philip Jeffries in the Twin Peaks movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is one of the songs that you listen to it and you're like, oh my God, it is astounding to me that this is not when he was on a bunch of cocaine. Which everybody else was yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, these are the kind of songs where like cocaine gets a writing credit on the, on the liner notes. <laughs> But David Bowie was clean and sober when he did this, which I think is an amazing achievement. Yeah. That you can do a song that sounds like this with no cocaine in your system. Yeah. Of course, whatever the hell Iggy Pop was on. Oh, he was... He's like a Keith Richards where he's so unhealthy that he is the healthiest man alive. <laughs> yeah. Nothing can kill him. Nothing cause... can kill him. He literally stabbed himself in the chest with <laughs> bottles and just walked away all the time. Like, regularly did that shit. <laughs> I heard he only did that once. I guess it was like the, the one famous one. But I feel like there was just a lot of general mutilation going on. Uh, like I think bleeding on stage was not an irregular thing for him. Uh, Maybe the bottle was just a one-time thing. It was an interview I was watching with Bowie where he says, you know, Iggy only did that once. And it really, and he stops and laughs. And, well, it really hurt him. <laughs> but as in like it hurt his career. Yeah. But anything else about this song? Or Iggy Pop, or elaborate stage shows, or cocaine. <laughs> so I haven't seen a lot of shows with like really elaborate stage. I, I tend to go a lot of like amphitheaters and clubs. But I will admit to this. Again, the internet is forever and it makes me sad. But one of the more elaborate shows I went to 
when I was 17. And I can't stress this enough because 17 year olds have terrible taste in most things. When I was 17, I went with my sister and a couple of friends to go see Eminem with Limp Biscuit, And that was one of the more elaborate arena rock shows I have ever seen where Eminem came out in an electric chair with like sparks flying all over the place. And then Limp Biscuit had this like, people are going to take away this podcast because they're going to find out that someone who is in a Bowie podcast paid money, like physical money to see Limp Biscuit. Are we going to get someone going to call child services on us and take away, take the podcast away? <laughs> take the po- I'm going to have like semi-regular podcast visitation <laughs> after this. But they came out in um, like this giant robot stage set where like... Like they were in the robot? They were inside the robot. So the drummer and the bass player were like playing inside the robot. Like there was like stage inside of it. And then Fred Durst like emerged from the center of it. Now, I, I will give my always excuse for why I listened to Limp Bizkit then. It was mostly because I just really enjoyed the guitars. I thought the guitar player was fun. Um, if you listen to Limp Bizkit and just like edit out the Fred Durst, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> but it was a wild stage show. It really was like a like, fun show. Yeah, it like, really was like pretty interesting. But like I said, when you're so used to going to shows where it's just like some lights and that's about it. Anything else? Um... I, I I am looking forward to digesting this whole record. Yeah. And then sharing some more thoughts about it. Yeah. Give it a listen. Yeah. Because there's some good songs on here. It's not all good, but it's all, it's something. It's really something. Yeah. Sh- we should go into ratings. Uh, let's, let's rate this. Thing, ratings yeah. for Bang Bang. Um, have you got yours? I've got mine. You got yours? Um, I don't have a, a unit. We didn't mention anything about his, his missing tooth. No. It looks like he's got a tooth missing. Pretty right? sure it's a missing tooth. Or he blacked it out for the video. I'm going to give this song one missing Iggy tooth. Um, he was missing just the one. I'm going to give it two missing Iggy teeth, if only because, based on everything I've read about this record, I need to give myself some room to go down. <laughs> right. <laughs> wise choice. That's probably wise. The only thing I can say about this song in my past listens of it is it's the one that ends never letting it go. <laughs> it, it fulfills your your completest obligations for listening to this record once every couple of years. After this song, I can pick up the needle and walk away. <laughs> walk away. Put, put on the man who sold the world well, and kind of decompress. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is something. Bang, bang, this song is dead. We shot this song dead. Uh, I think we've we've extracted all the life we could, yeah, put it out of its misery, and uh, uh, it's time uh, for us to get get moving on. Tried and sent to jail. Yeah, because based on what I've Face read on this record, after it was put out, a lot of people felt that Dave Bowie should be behind the bars of a county jail. Yeah, and that's that's exactly where he uh, came from singing this next song that we're going to cover. Uh, because next episode is going to be Bars of the County Jail. So join us uh, next time, whenever that may be. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, from me to Ziggy. From me to is our website. You can leave a comment on the page for this episode. What did you think of Bang Bang and Iggy Pop? And elaborate stage shows. And what do you think of cocaine? (laughs) 
you cover all the bases there. <laughs> Uh, you can send us an email at podcast at from a to ziggy.com. Uh, hey, if you want to be a guest on your favorite podcast that talks about David Bowie from A to Z, send us an email. And then, uh, until next time, bars at the county jail. I'm Thomas. I'm Travis. You all ought to be in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. I'll say y'all ought to be in pictures. such a Say it's true. They got a message for the action man. Although, I am embarrassed to admit that now that I'm realizing what that Ariana Grande song is, I actually kind of like that song. And I hate that I like it because I find her completely insufferable. Listener, please send your thoughts on what's her name? Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande to podcast at fromatoziggy.com. God, I've never been more aware of how forever things that you do and say on the internet are until I just admitted to really liking that Ariana Grande song. Listener, send your oh, God, that's thoughts on away. Travis's thoughts on Ariana oh, Grande Oh, God, that too. exists forever.